This is the Church Planting Podcast, brought to you by the Broadcast Network. Broadcast exists to support, train and encourage church planters. For more information about who we are or about the training that we offer, please visit our website at www.thebroadcastnetwork.org. Hello, welcome to episode 159 of the Broadcast Podcast. We're continuing the conversation we've had over the last few weeks about unlocking and how the church comes out of lockdown. And today we're, we're going to go uh, online and where that fits into the, the future of the church. I'm joined by Tim Simmons, who's with me at Christchurch Manchester. So Tim, I, I want to start by getting your thoughts on hybrid church. Like we've, we've heard a lot about hybrid work and people who previously had been going to, I guess, particularly office jobs, now doing part of their week in the office and part at home as a potential future model of work. And I'm hearing people talking about hybrid church potentially as the future as well, where we're doing our Sundays and other things in person and online. I'd like to get your thoughts on it. What, what do you reckon about hybrid church? Do you think it is the future? What do you like about it? Any thoughts about that to kick us off? Uh, it's interesting. I think every church leader would be able to tell you something that has been improved by um, lockdown and in their church life. Um, so some of our community groups have come into existence only because of being on Zoom. Um, that are quite, have quite a geographical spread. People in the community group have kids, so getting babysitters on a Wednesday is hard and all of those things. Um, actually that has been a big plus our alpha course on zoom has been a big plus we've had people from all over the country even other european countries join on alpha and i'm sure loads of churches could tell those stories um so so i i think it, undoubtedly many churches will leave or at least double up on those sorts of things so i'd imagine we'll probably do an um an, an in-person alpha again in the future but we we would most likely also hang on to the online one as well. It'd be really interesting to see where we land. Um, so I, I think the hybrid church thing is it's already happened uh, for us. Um, we we're in doing in-person services again at socially distanced uh, and some of them are being streamed live. Um, and that is to kind of look after people who are nervous of um, turning up, which is fine. Um, but I would imagine that that, for some of the services that will exist forever, probably um, it's very possible. So I, I think we're already there in those ways, I guess. And um, we need to probably, there needs to be some philosophical thinking <laughs> and decision making and discussion about it. Doesn't there? I'd have thought about actually what, what do we want to achieve and does hybrid church help us to do that? So we are as talking Manchester, don't we Tom about devotion, community and mission as effectively when we plant a church, when we have a church, those three things are the things that we work on and that we want to do really well and are the signs of a healthy church for us that devoted to Jesus in community together and on mission for Jesus together as well. So um, so I guess we have to ask, does hybrid church help us to do all of those three things? Yeah, that's very good. Um, I, like my, my thinking particularly when it comes to the Sundays and the streaming is we gain a lot and we lose a bit by doing it. Um, so there are people who we definitely serve through it. And you mentioned those who are nervous at the moment, but 
the long term there's a constituency of people that we serve anyway we've got ship workers we've got people who are sick and can't leave the house um, and it's been a, a problem that we've never really wrestled with in the past of how do we serve people who physically can't get to one of our gatherings and covid's made us do that and these online streams have helped with it which is a real big win i, I think including those people in community um, but there is the downside as well which um we were talking a bit last week about Sundays and um, the, the regularity of people attending kept diminishing over time. Mm. And putting the stream there gives the, the out for people of, mm. can I be bothered to get myself out of the house this morning? I'll, I'll just turn on my computer. I'll, I'll stay in bed and watch it on my phone today. It, it creates that possibility for people, which drives away from community a little bit as well. Um, so I'm not sure where I sit on it going forward. I, I think we should do something and whether it's what we're doing now or not, I'm just really not sure. Um, yeah. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Do you, do you think it will create in some people, like fringy people, a bit of detachment if, if they've got the, the easy out of just watching at home? Yeah, I think so, uh, without, without doubt. But I think an in-person service can do that as well. I think you can lazily turn up five minutes late and leave five minutes early and, and so that you don't have to engage or talk to people or um, um, kind of engage and be with people uh, and kind of to, to you could kind of shift away from it by doing that as well so I think that that's always a problem re kind of regardless of the medium I, you're right I think the online thing makes it much easier to do that you can do it completely anonymously um, <clears throat> Which, uh, which in some big churches you could probably do in person anyway as well. Actually, a church of probably more than a hundred people, you could probably turn up and get out and be anonymous, um, which is uh, sad, I think. But um, so yeah, it's it's an interesting conundrum. I, I, you do wonder, okay, in terms of making a disciple uh, and making disciples and being a disciple, actually, whether it's important that we. Uh, are comfortable with the slight cost or the of doing things so the cost of a Sunday so we last week we talked about the cost of having little kids actually and getting them out of the house and getting to church um, or the cost of getting up early or losing that spare time or the cost of not going away for the weekend but actually saying you know what I'm committed to my church family um, actually I wonder if that's more important to to kind of talk about and emphasize and say actually this cost is a good thing um, we should pay the the cost of actually losing of sacrifice of doing this so that we can be with each other we can be a community together we can encourage each other um, I, and perhaps the hybrid model is us trying to cater to everyone to minimize cost and loss um, which you know, there, there are lots of good reasons to do it. So you talked about shift workers or uh, people who are uh, physically disabled who are maybe nervous about COVID for for years after it's gone because it seems to target their community a lot more. Whether actually it's important that they don't pay the cost uh, and, and that me and you aren't going to have to pay. So um, so it's a very interesting. That's why I think we we need to think quite deeply about about it perhaps in, instead of just throwing up cameras and streaming everything immediately whether I think actually is there is there loss here which we will regret in the future uh, when we realize that we've done this and then turn off the cameras um, will we have created something that we wish we hadn't um, 
it's pretty interesting actually what what do you think yeah i, th- I think what you're saying is is resonating a lot i like the uh, idea of uh, tied it to discipleship and I, I i wonder if too much in the past we've had almost sundays as we're going to prepare dinner for you you turn up and we will put on everything you need for discipleship yeah. uh, whereas what you're talking about now is more walking with people, teaching people how to make good decisions for following Jesus. Mm. And when that's the framework, then offering a wide range of things is really helpful. Like last Sunday, uh, we didn't go to a, a physical in-person meeting because um, my boy developed a cough Saturday night, booked him a test and uh, went for a COVID test Sunday morning. Knowing that there's something there that we can, as, as a family, make decisions to follow jesus and it helps us it gives us another thing that given our circumstances we can use that's really useful for us and if we're leading people well and discipling people well having an online thing is something that they can maturely choose to use at the times that's the right thing without the dependency that it creates um so i i think i think we should do something long term i just I'm, i'm not fully clear on exactly what it is um i think you've shifted a little bit or maybe you haven't but it seems like you have um, i remember right at the time of the first lockdown and, and actually before lockdown as well you, you were talking about an online site perhaps as something that you wanted to do at uh, ccm and we, we, we've seen church online as a thing for the last five ten years that some churches have done and done pretty well with um has your thinking shifted on that at all or is it still something that's aspirational for you at some point to do i think it probably is something i would still like to do um i think yeah i mean at the beginning of lockdown like everybody i thought the internet was the answer for all of our problems and in no way created any problems at all um and i um and so i think i think in trying to do some online church in the way that it has been so so we settled in a place where all of our online services now if we're in total lockdown are our zoom meetings um and actually have found that to have worked actually i think really well for um for what it is i think i i don't think it could have gone better pastorally it's just much more helpful um we're engagement levels with people and interaction just i think it's been much better than doing pre-record uh, which we had a stab at doing and then learned how difficult it was to do. Um, and in the research and that looked around at what a lot of other churches do- had done and realized actually they were finding it difficult to do because what I, what I was watching weren't that good. Um, so I'm, I was thinking, well, what is the benefit here of doing this better than a, a Zoom meeting where you might say, well, the quality of what you can do in a Zoom meeting. So even the, the sound quality of the worship and is less, which might be true um and you know the glitches you can get with zoom or all of the problems you get but but the sense of community was very high and connection was much higher um and so it made you think well what what is the win at this moment in doing this and it was hard to find it um, but i do wonder whether uh, in a, like a, an online site whether we would just you just find a group of people that um you just wouldn't get in any other way. Um, now, I'm not uh, having done that. I'm not convinced that just making a church service and putting it on a, as an online hour-long video actually is quite what I mean anymore. I'm not really sure what I mean, um, but I think there must be a way of using the internet and 
the way that it creates communities um, and creates herds of people and gangs of people uh, uh, for better and for worse it must be a way that the church can use that um, perhaps better than we do at the moment um, and like I've got teenagers so watching how they now use the internet um, and how that has developed and shifted even after the lows last couple of years uh, I, I think there's there's a lot to learn for for reaching um, that kind of age group that that I don't think I've seen any church do so I've seen there are some churches that do online pre-record really really well and it looks great and the teaching is brilliant and uh, it's very engaging um, but I suspect they're not reaching the kids and uh, teenagers and young adults is my suspicion so for me that I'm now I'm more thinking okay how do we reach those people uh, and I'm com uh, I'm sure that there is a big online way of doing it which is better than just a good social media campaign um, but I don't I don't know what it is <laughs> so this is a very rubbish thought process no it's good it's good to hear kind of where you're at and where you've shifted and where you've stayed the same it's interesting at the end you said a big online way of doing it um because we've kind of stepped into some small online ways of doing it recently like we're talking about planting six new sites mm. and we've started different things to get the ball rolling which which is zoom prayer meetings where uh, we're just picking a day and said hey we're going to pray about this thing uh, and we're starting on zoom and uh, one of them in particular, the, the one where we want to gather Spanish speakers in Manchester, uh, we've been praying, we've got a Bible study group going on, uh, and people have been added into a community uh, who are a little bit out of the blue and uh, have gravitated to this thing, which isn't at all how a year ago I would have thought online church would work. But it, it is, and it is pretty similar to how it works in the real world. You you start a thing and you network a bit and people come in and, and it kind of snowballs and taking something as simple as that online, it removes a lot of barriers uh, for people in terms of travel and distance. And um, I wonder if the, the future of online is pretty similar to how we've, we've always done things in the real world. It's starting small. It's been pretty uh, gritty and, grassroots and building via community and via relationships and and then letting things develop into what they are uh, whereas when we've tried to pre-record we we've gone for a bigger splash yeah. at the start which that's never really been our style to be honest and in, in any of the things that we've done uh, and maybe there are other people who can make that work better than we can but finding a model that fits us or for whoever's listening that fits them and their way of doing things probably is key because you've got more faith for it you've got more know-how in how to do it as well i don't know what you think no i think you're absolutely right as you're talking i'm agreeing with you um uh, yeah i'm the spanish thing i'm very excited about it's nothing to do with me um but it, like you said i think actually the way you can act, find communities and you can find any community about anything on the internet can't you for better and for worse um and so the spanish speaking thing is accessing a group of people in our own city that we otherwise would have no ability to find um and they wouldn't be able to find us so um so it's brilliant i'm also very keen on the um the munich thing we're doing 
So we have a, a prayer meeting for a church plant in Munich, which currently consists of nobody who lives in Munich, which is just, it's ridiculous, but it's very, it feels very us in a strange way. So it was the last, there was only four of us on this prayer meeting last time, and there'll be more in the next one, but it was two from Krakow, who are uh, Russian-speaking Ukrainians, um, who uh, are just church plant extraordinaires, and then two of us from Manchester, one of whom can speak about three words of Russian, which isn't me. Um, and um, and so that, um, but everybody knows we want to plant in this place in Munich. Um, we just feel God's in it. And that means, how to, how can you do that? And actually, we, we realised, um, I remember conversations, realised, well, we can just do it. We can just start a Zoom meeting, say it's a Munich prayer meeting. It doesn't matter where anybody lives. Uh, and then, and then that's, that will be our scrappy little startup, and then we'll just pray and see what God does. Um, but actually, you're right. That suits us much better than kind of hiring a hall, filming and recording the musicians, which actually is really difficult to make it look and sound as good as you would like it to. Really difficult. Then getting a preacher and then hoping that the preacher actually is quite good at doing stuff to camera, which is a whole other skill. Uh, I remember when we did our CCM day last year, which was all on uh, line. Uh, actually, no, it was just before online, but the preacher dropped out, didn't he? Glenn Scrivener was going to come and preach. And so he sent us a video that we used on another uh, kind of online CCM day later in the year. And uh, I remember watching this video when he sent it through and thinking, good grief, you are good. Really, really gifted at preaching to a camera and communicating to a camera. And I remember watching even his hand movements and the way he held his upper body. I mean, it sounds ridiculous. But then I realized when I was on Zoom, I'm moving around all over the place and you're throwing your hands around like it doesn't matter if you're in person. And suddenly there's so many things to learn to do online church like that in a way that is at least, you know, at least average let alone good. Um, so so you're right. So doing the way that we're doing, lots of little meetings and seeing what happens, uh, kind of scrappy little startup is the much better way. And I think perhaps the internet, because of the potential access, it causes you, maybe cause me or can cause you to kind of lose focus at what you're good at. So you think, well, anybody in the world could watch this and see this, which is true, but almost nobody in the world will ever watch it or see it. Uh, and so it, you, it kind of can take your eyes off actually what you're quite good at. Um, so that, yeah, that's really interesting. It's very good, Tom. I remember looking at, at one church and they were doing their stuff online and they were just a church in a small town of probably a hundred people. And the guy had his lectern in front of him. He had two banners by the side of him. And he was stood back and he was wearing a, he was dressed really smart. And I remember thinking, just, I'm sure that that is not what you look like on a Sunday morning. And you're not, communi you're communicating all sorts of formalities and things which look really, really odd at the moment. Um, because you think the whole world is watching you. But actually, they're not. In fact, nobody apart from your own people is watching. It's a really strange way it kind of befuddles you in a funny way. Yeah, I mean, I remember one of our meetings where one of our preachers just stood up to do the whole thing and was like a few steps back from his camera. And there was nothing wrong with the sermon, but the whole time I was just distracted with why you stood up. Like we're, we're on Zoom. Like everyone on Zoom is sitting down, kind of leaning into the camera. You, you've somehow tried to transplant in your head how you think how you think things should be rather than just 
recognizing how things are and uh, i stand up tom when i'm preaching on zoom do you yeah yeah i found it, it, it isn't even you that i'm talking about you know, no, I, I, I found when i was sitting down it was making me sleepy but it was making me <laughs> more lethargic so and i i like i need as much help as i can get when i'm preaching so actually i i'm not sure you could tell because i have the camera up so high and it, i'm i'm relatively still quite close in but i have to stand otherwise i i just i start boring myself uh, fair, fair enough well well with the example i'm talking about this person had the camera way back so you could right. see like, the whole body in shot pretty oh yeah yeah and it, it just felt weird on Zoom. You're used to head and shoulders and that's yeah. it. But I'm sure you've figured it out. I, I should watch you preach on Zoom sometime. Yeah, well, yeah, this highlights, uh, this highlights how little you do watch me. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the nature, I guess, of being a multi-site church that has oh, different meetings at the same time. You, you never hear or see each other. But, yeah. Um, on a Facebook type page, Tom, it's all recorded. <laughs> you could all go and watch it all. Well, that, that, that's my weekend's entertainment <laughs> sort of thing, isn't it? <laughs> sermons to catch up on yeah absolutely yeah. i mean a lot of what i'm thinking from this conversation then is that online has a, a much bigger role in the church going forward than we we would have realized before covid hit we, we probably knew that online would be a thing but didn't imagine how big but that role is a bit different to to how i conceived it and how i imagined it and just thinking about some of the things that we've mentioned like the alpha courses going online and um, starting new plants via online prayer meetings and uh, in fact prayer generally prayer meetings online work really well i've found in community groups and even staff meetings and things like that all get kind of saturated by online in a way that um isn't quite how i thought of it i, I was always thinking the big splash kind of showy sunday meeting and yeah. It feels like it's much more the other stuff. I don't know if that's your take on it too. Yeah, no, I think you're right. I think, I mean, I'm in so many more prayer meetings now. Our church prays loads now. Like, I'm so proud of how often and how many people turn up to prayer meetings um, at silly times as well and how many prayer meetings and all over. The, and everybody, yeah, I'm, it's amazing how much more people pray. And I think in the past we'd have thought, right, prayer means, right, it's a room. We need to be in it. Need this, you know, it needs to work in this way, be this free flowing, all of that stuff. And therefore it won't work online. Well, the opposite has been true. Um, and yeah, I think, I think you're absolutely right. I think the big kind of gathered, uh, more presentational style of a Sunday morning, which you'd think would work better on a screen, actually is so hard to do well on screen that, um, that actually you lose all of the community element and offer up something which isn't as good. So at least in our experience, I mean, I think we've talked a bit about this, Tom. I think that, that in terms of thinking about online and what we do uh, and in the in-person what we do, um, I, the the two big questions in my head really around disciples I, I suppose is how do we disciple our own people help them to grow in devotion community and mission uh, and then for people who are outside of us who aren't believers or who are Christians who've drifted out of church or new into the city but re really the aren't believers the non-believers is my big thought how do we engage with them uh, and so then that the the um, online and 
uh, in-person question is rooted in my head now, just because of this last year's journey through those two narratives. Now, look after our own people. How do we get more people? And Pefri, how do we see people saved? And the, so therefore, and I think now most of what we do actually, whether we talk about it or not, goes through those filters with much more clarity than it did a year ago. I, I would say, what, what do you think? Yeah, I think you're definitely right. Um, so I'd say a year ago, we weren't thinking about those things, but it does seem really crystal clear at the moment that that's the, the goal. Um, I want to come back in the next one of these that we do next week to um, the, the first of those questions and how do we care for our own people? Um, a lot of what I've been thinking about in, in lockdown and in how the church has moved through it is to do with pastors. And I think we just haven't talked about them very much for the last 10 years and, uh, and we should be doing so. And it's highlighted the need. So I will, we'll come back to that one, but, but certainly the mission piece is, is really big. And, um, I mean, we've been talking about mission a lot lately. We're doing it in our Sunday meetings and our community groups. We're really honing in on the personal mission side of it for all our people, uh, but also the the way we're presenting ourselves online. Um, some of the social media stuff that we've been putting up recently are just really fun, engaging posts. A lot more, you know, well produced video stuff, quizzes, like all, all sorts of things. Ian's done a great job in yeah. uh, turning our social media into something attractive, outward focused that, that does draw people in. I think it's a really cool piece of it. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I agree. Great. Well, let, let's leave that there for today and we'll come back next week and we'll, we'll pick up the pastoring questions. So head over to the broadcast website if you want more content from us. It's thebroadcastnetwork.org. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next time.